Comment ce qu'ils vont, les beaux bébés? Yes! Ils vont bien, ils vont bien. Comment allez-vous, chers fans de Dread Sur Tape? David Bocage, ici, qui profite des séries éliminatoires, euh, écoute, sans aucune retenue. Je ne sais pas si vous regardez les séries, mais moi, ça me rend complètement dingo! Oh! Alors, euh... Pourquoi est-ce que je fais un épisode comme ça, ou en tout cas, bref, un, que, que cet épisode pop-up dans votre fil euh, iTunes ou Spotify ou euh, GarageBand, non, Google Play, peu importe? Eh bien, c'est parce que cette semaine est une semaine très spéciale pour Dread sur le Tape. Nous fêtons cette semaine le premier anniversaire de la mission Forsberg, mesdames et messieurs. Oui, absolument. Euh, ça fait déjà, ça passe vite, ça fait déjà un an que Producer Tom et moi, nous sommes rendus en Suède pour faire cette série d'entrevues, dont euh, celle attente attendue avec M. Peter Forsberg, l'ancien joueur de la blanche du Colorado et des Nordiques, et euh, héros d'enfance personnelle euh, de moi. J'allais dire « of mine », comme si ça... Mais donc, donc voilà, ça fait déjà un an qu'on a fait ça. Et c'est pour ceux qui ne s'en rappellent pas, en fait, ou qui n'étaient pas au courant, tout simplement, ça partie, c'est comme une des affaires les plus folles, je pense, que j'ai faites dans ma vie. Euh, ça, puis évidemment, euh, me battre sur la sède à Berlin. Mais non, c'est pas vrai. Non, non, mais <rire> c'est parce que c'est un projet qui est, est parti d'une idée complètement folle, puis qui s'est vraiment réalisé. On s'est dit, hey, et si, on a fait ça en partant de la saison 2, on faisait, on proposait aux fans, c'est leur temps d'aller, euh, qu'on aille en, en Suède, essayer de trouver Forsberg. Puis c'est pas truqué, c'est pas arrangé avec le gars des vues, on le connaît pas, on n'a aucun lien, aucun contact. On, on est euh, débile léger. Et puis les gens ont dit, oui, puis très vite, en moins de deux semaines, on a ramassé 5000 et avec des mois de travail, on s'est finalement rendu en avril dernier en Suède. Et on l'a fait. On a enregistré huit épisodes en dix jours avec huit invités différents. Plus, après ça, on a enregistré quatre épisodes Making of, relatant tous les détails de, de, de comment on s'est rendu là-bas, comment on l'a trouvé. Il y a un album photo aussi dans Mission Forsberg, un, un petit euh, Making of aussi vidéo. Donc, c'est vraiment, ça a été un, un, un projet de fou qui a parti avec une idée euh, qu'on avait discuté, euh, Producer Tom et moi. Puis on s'est dit, bon, regarde, on l'essaye, hein, la vie. Et finalement, vous voyez, euh, les idées les plus folles sont souvent les plus les, les, ben pas les plus folles mais ben, folles mais surtout sincères authentiques puis euh, avec euh, vraiment euh, pas de limite on s'est dit on, on a envie de le faire on le fait oh oh les pompiers donc euh, venez éteindre mon cœur qui est à feu donc <rire> mes voisins sont tannés donc euh, donc voilà donc c'est comme ça que ça partit et bref ça pour dire pour célébrer le premier anniversaire on s'est dit on veut que les gens qui n'ont pas eu la chance encore de l'écouter ou qui veulent se rattraper l'écoutent. C'est pour ça qu'on vous donne un rabais de 50 avec le code promo DST, comme Dreadsultape, DST50. Donc, DST50. Sur le site, vous allez sur dreadsultape.com. Vous pouvez euh, cliquer sur Mission Forsberg, entrer le promo code DST50 et ça revient à seulement 25 Et on parle ici quand même de plus de 15 heures. De, 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 de matériel, non, ça, de contenu, ça, de contenu euh, exclusif. Et donc, ça, ça vaut vraiment la peine. Et la raison pourquoi je le lance aujourd'hui, lundi, c'est parce qu'en fait, la, 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 la journée exacte à laquelle on a rencontré Forsberg, c'est le 26. Donc, c'est vendredi. Euh, donc, on a rencontré Peter Forsberg le 26 avril 2018. Et vendredi, nous serons le 26 avril 2019. Et euh, je le lance aujourd'hui, lundi, parce que je veux vous donner la semaine, s'il y en a qui veulent se rattraper, euh, écouter tous les épisodes avant vendredi, parce que vendredi, c'est une journée très spéciale parce que, oui, c'est à la fois l'anniversaire, premier anniversaire de notre rencontre avec Forsberg, mais également, c'est la journée de notre premier party de fête saison de Dread sur le tape ever! Wow! Et oui, on l'a finalement annoncé sur les médias sociaux, peut-être l'avez-vous déjà... Euh, vu passer. On fait notre premier party de fin de saison vendredi soir. Ça va être écœurant. Euh, 
on fait ça, j'ai tellement d'informations, je ne sais pas par où commencer. Ça va être au bureau de Ulule qu'on fait ça, c'est sur Saint-Laurent, à Montréal, coin Fairmount. Euh, puis, euh, ça va être un, une soirée, en fait, pour, euh, pour les fans. Et euh, ça commence avec un enregistrement devant public d'un épisode qui va être dans la saison 4, donc un enregistrement live. Vous êtes là, vous le vivez avec nous. Ça va être euh, écœurant. Je ne vous, vous dis pas encore d'inviter, mais je vous jure que vous voulez être là. Vous pouvez même poser vos questions à la fin, à l'invité vous-même. On va faire tirer du gear de Red Soul Tape. On va, euh, il va y avoir un encan silencieux avec euh, des, des items de collection signés qui vont être, qui vont être sur place. Euh, si vous avez toujours voulu vous acheter un hoodie, un T-shirt, une poque, des stickers... Un, un, un affiche de Red vous voulez faire signer des trucs, on fait ça. Euh, il va y avoir un stand aussi pour faire ça sur place, euh, qui prend les cartes aussi. Donc, ça va, être, ça va être une solide soirée. Tout ça, évidemment, avec une bière à la main. Ou comme dirait Coors Light, « En veux-tu une froide? <rire> » Non, j'en veux une qui goûte bon, Coors Light. Change ton approche. Donc, euh, donc bref, ça va se faire euh, vendredi soir. De, le premier party de Red Tape. Ça va nous faire tellement plaisir de vous voir là, de vous rencontrer. Euh, les portes ouvrent à 7 heures, l'enregistrement débute à 8 heures. Et donc, vous avez le temps, si vous êtes. Euh, je, peu importe de tout, là, si vous partez euh, euh, du lac, quand les malades à midi, venez-vous-en. Euh, si vous êtes euh, à Québec, on, on vous euh, venez-vous-en. Gatineau, peu importe où vous êtes, euh, Magog, venez faire un tour. C'est. Euh, euh, ça va être le premier, euh, j'espère, d'une longue tradition parce que ça, ça va être un, un party annuel et c'est gratuit pour les membres Patreon. Et si vous êtes membre Patreon, en fait, tout ce que vous avez à faire pour réserver votre place, c'est de nous envoyer un, 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 une confirmation par la messagerie Patreon. Seulement vous dire, nous dire, ben, je vais être là et donc euh, on vous réserve votre banc puis vous n'avez pas à, à stresser, vous vous pointez puis. Yeah, fucking party, you know? Et si vous n'êtes pas mon Patreon, il ben, n'y a aucun problème. Vous voulez vous joindre au plaisir, vous venez et c'est au coût de 10 simplement à la porte. 10 pour une soirée mémorable. Alors, euh, de, donc ça, ça c'est ce vendredi 26 avril 2019. Wow! Et évidemment, ben, aussi le plaisir, c'est vraiment de se rencontrer. De, de, euh, J'adore rencontrer les gens qui écoutent le podcast. C'est ça qui est weird avec le podcast, c'est qu'on a des milliers des milliers d'écoutes à chaque semaine. Puis des fois, je me disais, c'est fou comme cette, cette semaine, il y a deux fois la salle Wilfrid Pelletier qui a écouté l'épisode, puis tu sais, je ferais, je ferais un show devant du monde même, je ferais « Oh shit, il y a, il y a 6, 7, 8 000 personnes mais, », mais là, c'est comme, je vous vois pas. Alors là, c'est l'occasion qu'on se rencontre et vous allez même pouvoir mettre une face sur Producer Tom, cette petite face polonaise dont on ne peut voir que les chiffres sur EliteProspects.com. Anyhow, so, euh, je suis euh, très content euh, de vous avoir annoncé tout ça et c'est ce qui mène à l'extrait suivant. Pour ceux qui n'ont pas encore écouté la mission Forsberg, c'est un extrait. Ce sont les dix premières minutes de ma rencontre avec Peter Forsberg. C'est un teaser, c'est un, une dégustation. Je suis l'équivalent de la petite madame avec un filet d'un cheveu à l'épicerie qui vous fait goûter un petit sample de quelque chose sur un cure-dent. Euh, mais je pense que quand même l'épisode avec Forsberg et la mission Forsberg en général est quand même plus savoureuse. <rire> Alors, euh, bref, voici... Euh, donc, ça va vous donner peut-être le goût euh, d'écouter de, 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 la, la suite, pas seulement Forsberg, euh, Peter, mais évidemment toute la mission, les autres épisodes. Voici les 10, 12, quelque chose comme ça. Première minute de ma rencontre le 26 avril 2018 avec M. Peter Forsberg. <rire> What a legend. Avec David Bocage. 
All right, after months of work and research and what have yous, I'm very proud today to be sitting in Stockholm with, uh, what's his name again? Peter Forsberg, or how they how they say here, it's uh, Peter Forsberg. Peter Forsberg, oh, precis. Yeah, you're pretty close. Close enough, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Uh, so nice to meet you. It's really like a pleasure. It's an honor. We've been uh, wanting to do this for months. <laughs> yeah. I know for you, it's just a typical day at the office and you're having some people over, but... Uh, Uh, you were just about to say before we started, and I, I said keep it for the show. How you heard about us coming over, and how did that how did that happen? Well, uh, first of all, I was uh, I'm glad to be on the show. So <laughs> finally, it happened. But I, I think I got a there's a few emails coming in from both left and right. It was one of really? my friends back in my hometown, and there was somebody else emailing me, and 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 somebody like three three people trying to get a hold of me, like this show. So uh, some. You're funding money to yeah, get yeah. over here and got to make sure I have time. So, uh, no, I think it, it was fun to get those. And, and it showed uh, you guys um, really made some effort to get yeah. over here to meet me. So I'm honored and I'm happy to be on the show. <laughs> two cra- What did you think when you heard about two crazy French Canadians coming over here and like desperately wanted to get Yeah, no, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, you know, I had a good time up there in Quebec when I played, and, and then right. uh, unfortunately we got to move out of there. Yeah, uh, it worked out pretty well to be in Denver. But it was. Uh, I know you know you uh, French Canadians are pretty big hockey fans, so. Yeah. Uh, No, like I said, it's it's fun <laughs> to be on the show, and, and hopefully we'll have a good hour here yeah. and, and speaking. Did you did you have a chance? Because that, I I don't I, I'm not sure, but that's what Jordan told me. He said like I sent him the video, and I was like, but did he really watch the video? He said, did, did you have a chance to take a look at the video? No, you didn't. No, okay, I, didn't want, I did not watch. It, it was like video, a, a, a no, it's okay. It was just a silly <laughs> video. I was like, I don't think he actually watched it, and because the the, the thing is that Jordan find the video funny. That's why he was like really into like making you do this, and I was like. It was just like stupid uh, jokes, like me speaking like fake Swedish and something. I was like, if he actually sees this, it's just embarrassing. But, <laughs> but no, anyway, you, you probably have. We should be glad I didn't see it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, so I'm, I'm here. Yeah, so <laughs> it happened. So all is good. So yeah, we're actually just um, the, the reason why it, it all came to this is because when I was a kid, that's the first first book I bought. That's the first book. It's a uh, Peter Forsberg. I was like 10 years old. Oh, it's in. It's have in you ever French. seen this? No, yeah, I, I seen the picture. Uh, French French book of you and nope. your life. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I've never seen this one. <laughs> I'm sure they. Uh, well, I don't know if it's uh, if they translated if it's yeah. a Swedish book or something. But no, Probably. it doesn't look like it. I've never seen that. It's like, huh? Oh. I, w- I was uh, rooted for you guys when. Uh, so you had a, you had a good childhood then, I guess. If you, yeah, if that's your first book. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't I didn't major in literature, so that kind of explains it all. Also, so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was just uh, so much fun. We also just drove down from Övik. We went to your hometown yeah. and met with Jordan. What's your relationship with Jordan? This guy who's we call him the MVP because uh, he's the one who made everything happen from Hogan Anderson to you and Marcus. So, what's your relationship? To well, him? we've been friends for for a long, long time. Actually, uh, I'm going down actually. Next week to Spain, we, we've been having this golf yeah. tournament for I don't know twenty one or twenty two years, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we have a really good and common friends that, that we always uh, we always play golf together. Right. And he runs his own company back home in my hometown. And he's a he's a funny guy. He's been he, he's a hockey guy. He he loves hockey. He loves golf. So he's a we have um, we have some uh, good things we can talk about and, and do. Yeah. So uh, we've been friends for a long time, and he's a. Yeah, he's a good guy, and uh, I'm not surprised that you got a hold of him. He's yeah. uh, he's got he's got 
a lot of friends and knows a lot of people around the world. So he's a good guy. So that's, when we uh, when we asked him like how did he got uh, how did he get us in touch with uh, Johan Anderson, he said, uh, "Oh, I didn't know him." So I was like, "How did you? Why did you tell give us his number?" He said, "Oh, I just I just found his uh, number on the internet and I called him." Yeah, no. I was like, <laughs> "What? Why would you do that?" And he's like, "Well, you guys are just we're just so passionate about hockey. I just called him up and I said those Canadian guys want to meet you and he said uh, I'll find time." I was like, "This is getting too nice." You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it's just. No, but he's a sales guy, though. Oh, he, that's yeah, why he's he good at this. Guy. Yeah, he doesn't sit behind yeah. the, uh, a bench or a table. No, he's a sales guy. He runs an advertising company, so right. I think that's what he does for a living. So I don't think he has the problems talking to right. anybody. <laughs> that's the thing. The first, uh, first question that comes to mind when people, uh, you know, knew we were coming over, people is, "What are you up to? What have you been up to uh, these days?" Uh, well, since I retired there, 2011, um, yeah. you know, I went final to, retirement. Yeah, final retirement. It's like 14 before that. I was, you know, a lot of <laughs> surgeries, a lot of. How many surgeries did you have in your career? Uh, you know, to be, I think it's 21 or 22 surgeries. Which it's is a little your everywhere. Num- your number. Yeah, it's almost up there. It's spleen, it's shoulders, elbows, uh, hernias. It's uh, which feet, one? It's, which it's one everything. was the worst? Um, well, spleen hurt a lot. And then um, when they cut the bone and moved the heel heel bone, cut yeah. the heel bone and moved it back, it was uh, not really a fun experience. <laughs> and then found out it didn't that was not the problem and cut it off again and moved uh, it back. <laughs> might as well. <laughs> two years later, um, the spleen wasn't that in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, two uh, after the second round there, uh, we beat uh, LA I think game seven, and then it happened, and then we won that year 2001 anyway. But but it was uh, right before the St. Louis series and semifinals. Yeah. yeah, then I got to have a few weeks at the hospital and I got to take it out. Didn't so, you Didn't you end up still being the top playoff scorer that year? Uh, like I was leading, the, I think, yeah. the league uh, in the playoffs. Yes, when I got hurt. Yeah, but the, but. No, I didn't win that year. Uh, I won, I think, a year before uh, we got knocked out in the semis, but I think I won that year, Okay, even if I didn't play in the finals. That's yes. the one, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember. So um, how's, what's the feeling when your team wins the cup and you get on the ice you know, with the jersey, but you didn't actually play for, for like the, the entire round, you know? <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, It's a weird... It's, it was a little weird, yes. Yeah. Uh, of course, you want to be... We were so close, 99 and 2002, yeah. uh, and then get hurt and raise kind of the last couple of games, Ray Bork, and, and then not be able to be on the ice. Yeah. Uh, the good thing was St. Louis series was kind of up all the time. Uh, we yeah. were not really down. The hard part when we were almost losing to New Jersey, we were down 3-2. That's yeah. when you really wanted to be on the ice. Yeah. And... Uh, To be, to be honest, what happened was I was I was in the hospital for a little bit, and then I started skating by myself. And I told Pierre Lacroix, was the GM, like yeah. uh, after game five, I said I'd like to play game six. And he said, "Are you crazy? We're not letting you on the ice." <laughs> I'm like, "I've been skating by myself here for a week or two. He's like, "Nope, you don't have a chance to get on the ice." And they wouldn't let me. But the, when you're leading and you know you're going to advance, and the yeah. team is winning, it's easier. But then, uh, when in the end, there was so close. I mean, Jersey was up three two, and yeah. we go into Jersey, and and we actually the team won three nothing. And and then the last game at home, I was so nervous. You're sitting on the mm-hmm. other side. Uh, uh, Tangi scored twice. I think yeah. Joe scored when we're up three zero. It was kind of easy. And then Jersey scored three one, and then yeah. I went in the shower and stayed there for and the rest of the 30 minutes or left of the game. It was really nerve-wracking. 
On the other hand, you know, I was kind of part of the team and did pretty well, like I said, the first two rounds, and I felt a little bit part of the team. But it's a little different story being on the ice, uh, playing, the, the winning the last game instead of sitting on the bench. Much, but, much less nervous playing. Uh, yes, uh, than watching. But it would be pretty nerve wracking going sure. into Game Seven For or sure. Game Six, and I know you might lose, and because we're we're so close at ninety nine oh. Zero zero losing yeah. game sevens against Dallas and and this kind of was our year maybe to win and yeah. so uh, it was it was hard being on the side I have to say that I remember that that game six watching that game um, I think uh, Patrick Erwa really had a strong game when you guys were were trailing the series the series three two taking the series back yeah. for game seven and I always wondered because he's of course he's a really famous guy in Quebec and he's he's been coaching in, in Quebec and Colorado. He's really got a temper, uh, Patrick. To, yeah. And what's what's he like in a room? Because I heard he's the, he's an extra captain in terms of uh, leadership, and he's he brings that. How is he in the room? I mean, well, you, no, Patty. I think he he uh, you know he wants to win, and <laughs> it's not a whole lot of things that <laughs> uh, if it doesn't get his way, yeah, he's going to let people know. Right. Um, well, how is he like? Uh, if I, uh, I can lead, tell a story that I yeah. think. Uh, you know, how into the game and how much he saw of the game. And it's kind of, I don't want to uh, tell when it's other people involved. I don't want to tell those stories. But yeah. I was one year, I think we were maybe 98 or, or maybe it was 2000 actually. And I decided we played uh, San Jose. So I kind of take, I think it was the first round. So, But the year before I got so tired, uh, played Dallas. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to take it a little easier. We, we won the first two games against San Jose. I'm like, well, I'm going to save myself a little bit, not get... Yeah. Because I played a lot, I sweat a lot, so I, the further I went in the playoffs, I felt I was losing weight and, and not playing as well. So I was going to take it a little easy those two games, and, and uh, so I did, and we lost those two, two games. And then uh, the coach came in, Hartley came, comes in the dressing room, and he's like, like guys, you know, we lost two games, what's going on, what's the problem? And I got a little quiet in the room, and then and five seconds later, Patrick goes, he pointed at me like, it's that guy's fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, me? And then he's like, yeah, you're not playing your your heart out. And I'm like, uh, yeah, you're actually right. And so that was the wow. only time in my whole career I didn't really play uh, as hard because I kind of wanted to rest because yeah. I felt I, we, I needed to maybe win those games anyway. Yeah. We were going to win against San Jose anyway, and then I was going to save myself for the the further down the the road and yeah. it'd be better. But it was funny that he he kind of saw it right away. He just called him, out. yeah, he called me out, and there was no problem for calling people out. And if they didn't play and do their best for the team, he would let them know. Right. Uh, on the other hand, I think I, everybody learned a lot of him uh, how it is to win and what yeah. it takes to win. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, and for me too, I have to say, you know, and most of the guys, the team loved to win, so it was no mm -hmm. problem having him in the team. I yeah. think he fit pretty well. I think when the when the guys came into Colorado, they knew they come came to a team and organization that weren't there to play golf; we were there yeah. to win hockey games, yeah. and and he was a big part of it. What did you say? How did you react when he called you out? In front well, I, of I had to talk to him <laughs> afterwards. I patted this. What's going on? Like uh, he's like, well, you can't do that. You know, it's uh, this is. Uh, We might lose the series if you don't play well. Uh, the oh. fun part, I had a really good game, five, <laughs> <laughs> and we win. We won series four oh. too, so it did work out. But did, did you guys? Have mm. <laughs> 
Yes, it did work out just fine, Peter. <laughs> oh, you silly Billy. Vous en voulez plus, vous... Euh, vous voulez savoir comment ça finit, cet épisode-là? Eh bien, c'est très facile. Vous vous rendez au dreadsultape.com et vous cliquez sur la mission Forsberg. 50% de rabais avec le code promo DST50. DST comme Dreadsultape, 50-50. Vous avez 50% de rabais. Ça vous revient un petit 25$. Plus de 15 heures de contenu exclusif. Vous avez toute la mission Forsberg. Euh, vous êtes des vrais fans, vous allez vraiment triper, allez checker ça. C'est pour une durée évidemment euh, limitée, c'est pour le premier anniversaire, donc c'est seulement cette semaine le rabais. Dépêchez-vous, allez faire ça. Sinon, on se voit vendredi 26 avril 2019 au, euh, chez Ulule à Montréal euh, à 8h. Ça commence, les portes ouvrent à 7h pour le premier party de fin de saison annuel de Dread sur le tape. Ça va être malade, on fait un enregistrement ensemble devant le public d'un épisode qui va être dans la saison 4. On va le vivre ensemble, on va vivre ça! Il va y avoir du gear, on va triper! Wouh! Ok, bye bye.